Make Solo 2 happen. Don't need it anymore, right? Solo 2 is happening. They're, they're doing no fault. Wait, what? They're not doing it? Ron Howard said they're not doing it, but someone else said they are doing it. I don't know what's going on. Jeez, it's August. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you for joining us. This is our Monday show, news show. Um, when news is quiet in Star Wars, rumors, as we always tell you, really start running rampant, and that has not stopped. But the latest one had our heads absolutely spinning because it involves something that's very near and dear to us. Uh, with me, as always, is uh, James and Lacey. Um, before we get into all that stuff, um, I guess Brie Larson came out and said that uh, that Star Wars movie she auditioned for was actually Rogue One. And mm -hmm. she didn't say what role, but you got to assume it was for Jyn Erso. So I wonder what that does to that movie if Brie Larson plays Jyn Erso instead of Felicity Jones. Like, would it have been in an American accent? Would she have had to try a British accent? I wonder what that would have done to... I mean, obviously, that movie went through a lot of changes in itself, but... Very curious to see what that would what like how we what's your take on it? Would you have pictured her handling that role? It, it's weird because when I when I first came across Brie Larson, I was like, oh, she's really good, and then she's kind of dropped for me. Like she, you know, like oh really? I see another movie and I go, yeah, she wasn't really good in that one. You know, she wasn't really good in that one, and so I I don't know, but I I don't think it would have been a bad choice i don't know that she would have like given given her and the surrounding of everything that was rogue one i still think i probably would have been like i like this you know mm -hmm. this is good um i think felicity jones did a great job but i'm pretty open to the idea that there's a lot of good actors out there and it would be different not better or worse you know yeah so i don't think it would have been terrible but um, it also makes me wonder too, like who else was on that list that they were like, well, you know, we got this person and this person and this person. So I don't know. What do you think, Lacey? I can't see Brie as that part because I think Felicity just became Jen like through and through that I can't see anybody else playing that role. And I know sometimes you hear of actors that, oh, I tried out for this part or, oh, I almost mm -hmm. made it into this movie. And I just feel like, I don't know, it's weird for me when, when actors say that because I feel like it's downplaying what actor got that role. Like, they're trying to say, like, oh, well, I could have been that role. And the people that love Brie are like, oh, my God, that would have been amazing. But then it's like, but the movie already was amazing and she's not in it. So would she have been good? I don't know. I saw her in the, she was great in Scott Pilgrim. She was pretty good in The Room. She was meh. And then, like, she was in that Donkey Kong movie. I didn't think she was that good in that movie, and that's, like, a really action-packed movie. Do you mean Skull Island? Yeah, that one. Donkey Kong? <laughs> like, King Kong? Oh, sorry, King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. She was in the Donkey Kong movie. And then he I'm climbed like, to the top of the Empire mm. State Building and threw barrels down at the Italian plumber. You know what I meant. The oh. big monkey movie. Jump Man. Yeah. <laughs> John, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Jump Man. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Don yeah. I can't wait to see Donkey Kong vs. Godzilla. That's going to be a good one when that comes out. Ha ha, sometimes, very funny. <laughs> sometimes I like those stories, though. Like um, like uh, for La La Land, it was almost Miles Teller and Emma Watson. I'm like... It depends on... You know? I, I like who it was, but... I don't like when actors say they turned down a role. I think that's just a dirtbag move. 
because then it's like we see the person who got it and you're like the only reason you got it is because this person who's on the graham norton show saying that they turned down a role because they were too good for it you i know? feel like emma watson did that she was yeah. like oh well emma stone got it because i turned it down unless like, they they make fun of themselves because they're like oh, i'm shooting myself in the foot i was invited to be like, uh, like, i was asked to be in the beatles and i turned it down and then they became the biggest rock band in the world you know it's yeah. it depends on what the outcome is I mean, it also just depends depends on your perspective because the like if like Betty White was like, like I Will turned Smith, down cats. <laughs> Will Smith famously turned down The Matrix to be in Wild Wild West, and he joke he jokes about <laughs> that's it. That's what all I mean. That's okay. That's okay. I think okay, yeah. but it is weird too because it almost that, that if you look at it through the perspective of the negative, what you were saying, does that mean that Keanu Reeves only got it because Will Smith turned it down? Yes, it's kind of a. I know that's so but now it's kind of not okay. Morpheus. No? No, I thought it would no, I think no. it was the Neo role. I think it was Neo, yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Hmm. But uh we you can look into it. Yeah, yeah it's the, the varying ways in that. But it this with Star Wars it's interesting because there was like this bit going around with people who I don't know if they don't like Daisy Ridley, but there were other actresses who were up You're for right. There were other actresses who were up for the role of Ray and people are always posting like, Imagine how much better the sequel trilogy would have been if she was Ray and I'm like, No. That's just mean. Mean. Daisy's amazing. So just shut your mouth. <laughs> okay. It's a fun experiment just to yourself though. Like would I have enjoyed any of these movies if it was somebody else, yeah. you know, playing? I think Rogue One cuz it's a it's such an isolated in its own bubble thing. Uh mm-hmm. you you plug a good actor in there and it yeah. that's it. There it is. We don't know Felicity Jones as like Lacey just said it would have been like we only know Brie Larson as generous so so i think it would be personally like fun. felicity better than brie jo- brie jones brie larson brie, brie oh my jones God, felicity my larson like well, bridget jones not on today yeah. um <laughs> and don't get count all right so brie jones stars in we're <laughs> we're, we're, we're starting to, we're just creating the rumors now we're just all the rumors but we are going to talk about some uh, rumors that have been reported pretty heavily uh right now in the resistance report james what is cooking the resistance well john off the the top there you were talking a little bit about make solo to happen so let's actually get into why we think there could be a possibility of uh the solo series on disney plus this is actually a story that came uh from jeremy conrad over at uh star wars unity and he has had a couple things before about you know other other breaks crimson dawn things like that coming to disney plus Um, But he thinks uh, now that there's enough evidence of Alden Ehrenreich's position and what he's been saying recently and all this stuff that he kind of put together this uh, this argument, article, however you want to phrase it, that um, that in fact, this is all leading to the inevitable solo uh, pickup on Disney Plus. So, John, let's get started with you on on your opinion on this. Um, I do know Lacey and I created Make Solo 2 Happen, but you have strong feelings about it. So <laughs> You guys are unbelievable. One day you'll I also created something. Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so when I first heard it, I was obviously very excited um, because I know, you know this guy's gotten stuff right in the past, and I was like, you know, the part of me who... Um, wants it so bad was like man and re- I really started envisioning it and like thinking that we've like achieved it and all that stuff but then like you know 
people, I got a lot of messages that day, like a ton of messages from people. Some people obviously just doing asking the, for me. Some people doing the tagging saying like, have you heard this? Did you see this? And I'm just like, yes, yes. I saw that. Um, but some people who know people messaging me saying like, I asked on this just for you and they, ha- there is no idea of anything like that right now. Or, you know, I've asked this person who would know and they have heard nothing of that. So then you start like dialing it back and you're like, well, maybe this is, was just some kind of a guess or maybe some mixed up information. And, um, and you start wondering like, you know, maybe it's not the case. So then I, I started training my brain to think that this is uh, a bunk rumor, you know, mm-hmm. because when you really think about it, like, you know, we had Jonas on a couple months ago and, you know, he could have been playing a coy role with us saying like, cause he basically, how he positioned himself was, you know, I really hope they do make a solo sequel. Like that was his actual tone. Like, in other words, like it's not in motion right now. He's like, I really yeah. hope they do do it one day. And then you go to John Kasdan saying like, as far as I know, nothing is going on with solo on Disney plus cause they have a full slate. Uh, and a, a theatrical movie is probably never going to happen. And we're like, all right, we get it. You know, theatrical movies out of the cards. We're focusing on Disney Plus. Makes all two happens all about Disney Plus. It makes sense. Everyone thinks that's a better vehicle for it. Then you get Alden Ehrenreich. And he's like, you know, I've heard some stuff. Uh, and I would come back. Um, I'd be interested depending on what the story is. And again, he could be playing Koi too. But all these things are lining up that uh, there's nothing actively being made right now and then of course ron howard's saying like i haven't heard uh that they're making a sequel but i think he meant movie so i think ron howard's a little like mm-hmm. back here in ron howard world uh and so you know people took his comments as like well if he said it then they're definitely not doing it ron howard may not be involved in a solo follow-up he came in to help yeah. save the day and do the movie just because ron howard's not involved in a solo doesn't mean they're not doing it so i take that with whatever and then uh, like I said, last but not least, though, you know, other people, you know, reach out to me or I talk to some people who know people and they say, I don't, I don't know anything about this. So I'm leaning towards this is not accurate, actually, um, which is a bit of a bummer. But I still think that stuff like this and when it keeps surfacing and there's, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire and this story and this story and this story. I think that actually may help the idea because they get the finger on the pulse and like fans are going absolutely bananas on the story. Maybe we should pursue this or something of that nature. So mm-hmm. I still think I still feel like Alden and, and Jonas and whatever are going to come back. I just don't know how, but I think this particular story right now as it stands is um, not accurate. That's where I'm at, unfortunately. So it makes a little too happen. Keep it going. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm in between Lacey. What do you think about, uh, the the report i think it's tricky right now with rumors of what's happening and what's not and i think that per john's usual spiel on the rumor and theory review it's hard sometimes to believe things because they'll take one piece of something that's true and then add seven other things that aren't true or stretch something and then you want to believe it and I think all three of us really wanted to believe that this was a thing. Um, but at the same time, I feel like there is something going on with Solo. 
only because we have seen these little signs from Make Solo 2 Happen Day where no one really said anything and then people keep talking about it. We're seeing all these articles pop up that like, oh, Solo Solo should have done better. Like everything is so Mm -hmm. much about how Solo is a good movie and how people underestimated it and how... On when it came to Disney Plus, everyone's like, "Oh, I wish I saw it in the movie theater. I regret not seeing it and stuff like that." So, I think that when you see a rumor like this, like John said, it's it's always good because it means people are talking about it. But I don't think people should jump to it's happening. Um, and I was very cautious to even, like John said, kind of talk about it. Or I'm sure you guys all got tweets and stuff at tagged and stuff. And my response is always like, okay, well, let's wait to see what's actually announced by a trade or Lucasfilm or Disney because it it just doesn't make sense to get excited about something until it's announced, especially nowadays. I mean, the rumors we've heard over the past four to five years, some of them are just so nuts that you're like, there's no way this is true. And then it happens. And then there are things that you're like, oh, this has to be happening. And then it doesn't. So... Um, I think there is some obvious hope for Make Solo to Happen and a solo series with Alden saying things like he's heard things. He's talking about how he's thinking about Han Solo and bringing it into his new characters like we talked about last week. Um, And that he would come back. Yeah, and that he would come back. It's clearly on his mind and he's not afraid to talk about it. I think Jonas, even though he stopped using the hashtag, it's okay, Jonas, we forgive you. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> he still talks about Solo all the time. He shows pictures of his kids with a Solo book and, like, all this other stuff. Like, he wants a series, too. Um, the Ron Howard stuff is interesting to me because the interview itself says that there's no sequel in the plans. But the quote is he- clearly him talking about a film. He's not talking about a series. He even mm-hmm. goes on to, like, a sentence later to say, oh, yeah... You know, it's going to be, it's just an interesting film. So to me, that says he's been asked if there's a sequel. If there is one in the works, he's not a part of it. However, he believes in the film, but they're not doing a sequel film. And I feel like that's what I keep hearing is like, oh, there's no sequel film in the works. Okay, but there's this whole other thing over here that no one is saying no to. Um, So that's good. I just... It's really hard when, you know, as a team, we've been rooting for this thing for almost two years now. Uh, no, year mm. and a half. Year and a Something half. Like almost two years, years next month. Yeah. So it's hard Not to be... Not that I'm counting or anything. <laughs> it's, it's tough to be behind something and, you know, put all this positive energy into something and create trending topics about it and videos and interviews and all these other things to have people take it and kind of use it as a news story and or a a piece of traffic for their sites or their content or whatever of, oh, hey, guess what? This is happening. Because I think it just lets everybody down that actually wants to see it happen. So I'm just throwing caution out there of, you know, what's the story? Like, boy who cried wolf type thing. Like, don't Mm. automatically... Just go out there and say something's happening if you're not 100% accurate. That's my yeah, concern. And my last bit on this um, is like you check in with whoever reports it. And I happen to have had Conrad blocked. I don't, I'm not afraid to admit that. 
because <laughs> just I don't really like the guy. But um, you check in and he like retweeted his story. In other words, saying like, no, I believe in my story. And usually if someone is retreading, they're not going to put their story out there again. They're going to try to bury it. So I thought that mm-hmm. was interesting. And then Corey, who's been uh, like the scoop master now, Corey uh, with Kessel Run... Uh, Kessel Run Transmissions. Transmissions. He like quote tweeted that story saying like, it's definitely happening. Alden's back. And everyone like went bananas on that because he got the Bad Batch thing right. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know. It's interesting. And he was recently the one breaking the news on the Lando series. So you think he says Lando, somebody else says Han. He'd be like, no, sorry, it's Lando. That's a good point. But he didn't. He said... Yes, correct. Also, Han. You know, yeah. I just don't want to be let down. <laughs> I guess that's my no, reaction I, I, to this. And I agree. And people were congratulating us. Like RB, our, our, our B, TRB Twitter account got like lit up, and people, congratulations, you guys did it. And like, eh, and I just like, it's like I can't like be. I want to celebrate. So. I want to have a big party. Mm-hmm. I'll get totally drunk. It'll be amazing. <laughs> However, until that, I'll fly to Connecticut. Just until that happens, we go to Manhattan. We do, we do a big thing yeah. in Manhattan. We do our yeah. own red carpet. Yeah. Do until the, that the happens, gold carpet. though, naturally, I'm a little anxious. Yeah. Hmm. I feel up. bad now because people in the comments have been like, "You guys have been so negative," and here's the thing, and I'm like, "Guys, no, I mean, we're, we uh-huh. want it to happen." Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think you bring up a lot of really good points, Lacey, specifically that that um, I I think the way you you can look at this sometimes is just, uh, you know, Sunday. None of this was happening. Right. Monday. It's all happening. Right. So like sometimes, you know, uh, comments, uh, you know, taken, for instance, from certain people have said, uh, I don't know anything about that or I haven't uh, I haven't seen anything, you know, on my end um, could just be, you know, them trying to keep their jobs and not open up, you know, too right. much information. You know, they just they just say, uh, you know, I don't know anything or, or just like I'd love to do it. But, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but also just simply that any statement uh, that was said yesterday could be null and void because today they just got the news that it is happening. Right, you know, so right, right. Y- you never know. Maybe um, they forgot to check I, their inbox and there's the email at the top and they're like, oh, I just told this. Yeah. You know, also, James, there's one other thing. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going to forget about this. I forget it was, I think it was Brian Cameron with Fanta Tracks. Mm-hmm. And he tweeted something about, he thinks that it it could likely be and it could be them reshaping that Tatooine most Eisley movie that they were planning because apparently that was something mm-hmm. that was going to be in production and they're taking all the stuff that they had created pre-production for that and reshaping it into this solo series so there's so many like all these people who know people and like I don't know it's I mean, like go ahead I didn't mean to interrupt you, you but that's, that's another it. nugget that I forgot about that someone tossed in there too yeah you just want it to well, work I- and and I'm I'm probably going to get the cut for this because I remember somebody was reporting that there were like 10 things in production right now at Lucasfilm you know so that was the Kessel Run transmission guys they said nine oh, like, yeah. series yeah nine so it's like yeah so I, I mean there's a lot going on uh this could absolutely be true that they are in production or working on it and it hasn't made the rounds to some of these other people who are being asked as well um you know like John Kasdan for instance 
Um, you know, he hasn't been brought in yet because they ha- they're they're working on it, but they haven't. You know, they don't want to get to that point yet. You know, we're not hiring writers for it yet. We're just like, or they went the with ideas. a different writer. Or they're yeah. or they're decide or they just call Larry on the side. They're like, we don't want John. We want you, Larry. Going back in. Yeah, and here's the here's the thing about the report in the first place. I I don't think there's anything in there particularly that that said I talked to someone or I have a source that says yes, it is happening. It was more of a a piece that was like, look at the tea leaves, everybody. It's everywhere. That this person said this, this person commented here, we've been hearing about this other thing. Put all the pieces together, guys. You got to see that it's happening. Um, so it was very positive, pro make solo to happen piece. Yeah, right. But I don't know particularly that there was anything in there. That that's that's the only reason that we don't like you know go screaming into the streets is because we we see all those tea leaves too. That's why we're ex- excited about it. But at the same time, you know, it's that StarWars.com announcement. Yeah. You know, it's that it's that thing they got to tweet out or it's that someone officially saying you need the Dan Brooks boom. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even even Dan sometimes Brooks. you never know uh, with, you know, like a trade even saying like this is happening. That it's was like, another thing. No trades ran with that either. So, um, yeah. But the the other thing I'm thinking like. Who's this? Who's his source to make him think that those guys are coming back? Could it be he happens to have a source of someone in the idea room and it hasn't reached even pre-production yet? So the people who are involved with pre-production like didn't hear it yet. It's just there. It's it literally in the idea stages. But you know, again, they know Alden wants to come back. He's publicly said it. Jonas obviously wants to come back. He's the only person who's going to play Chewie. Everybody loves him. He's a fan favorite. You got that ten-year gap there. Like, why wouldn't you do it? And it's just one of those things I keep banging my head against the wall about. So I don't know. Yeah. Like if, well, if, Alden, you guys want to t- if Alden came out and said like, uh, you know, that was fun, but you know, I'm, I'm moving on like Paul de Boyega. Then I'd be like, all right, pack it up gang. We're all set here. <laughs> but when he said I would come back, I'm like, throw the coal in the engine, baby. We're going full steam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We, if, if he did that, we'd all be like, all right, make uh, Brave New World Season 2 happen. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Peacock, baby. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, uh, let's talk a little bit about The Mandalorian because, uh, you know, Giancarlo Esposito was recently talking to Deadline, and um, he actually had a lot to say specifically about um, <laughs> the Darksaber right and uh you know a lot about its history and stuff here i'll just read you this this quote real quick uh you'll see more of the dark saber uh you'll get the explanation of this ancient weapon to the modern world a collapsed world where did the saber come from and how is it revived it's a key in our second season which will be back sooner than later um, he went on more about the, the saber and he also just talked about his, uh, you know, getting into the role of being a moth again, uh, by studying Tarkin, great article, great guy just in general. You know what I mean? I think we're all really happy, um, that he, he also won, uh, uh, a, a nomination for this, uh, for outstanding guest actor as his role as Moff Gideon in the Mandalorian. So, um, he put out a little like video where he was just like, so happy, like 
Moff giggling, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> Moff giggling. Um, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> but uh, Lacey, what what did you think about uh, the the possibility of learning more about the dark saber and his character because of the connection to it? He is hands down one of the best actors I think working on Star Wars right now. He is so pumped to be playing in this universe and to be a bad guy. Which, again, we all know him as being a bad guy a lot, but he mm-hmm. loves being Moff Gideon. He looks up ideas and looks at references and asks questions and really wants to become the character. And that's more than you could ask for for any actor in a role. Is like he lives and breathes his character and wants to do the best he can do. And do. it seems like he's doing it an extra 10 steps for the fans specifically. He knows the mm-hmm. fans will appreciate it, so he's going that extra mile uh, to make the character awesome also because he's just a really good actor but um yeah i'm excited about the dark saber i think we talked about the dark saber a couple of weeks ago but it's probably the most interesting thing for me in season two that i'm i like have a lot of questions and i think we all do of like how he got it what does it mean we're you know who who else is related to the situation of him having it um the thing that kind of stuck out to me though is that didn't he say in his quote that the Darksaber was like part of his history? Right? Is what he said in the quote. It's like part of his history I, and his he you find out more about him and his planet and where he came from. Yeah. About why he wants to restore a planet, you know. Yeah, right. there to me when I read it, I immediately did get the vibe that maybe he is or was Mandalorian. That's what at I was point. thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was wondering if I was the only person that thought that and I didn't want to sound like an idiot. So yeah, I thought that when <laughs> I read the quote of uh him being Mandalorian, but I don't mm-hmm. know. He he just seems like a really his character, I feel like, is going to make or break season two. I mm. think everything I, else yeah. is kind of solid. I think he, as usual, the villain is kind of going to make or break if season two is as good as season one. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I have no... What do you think, John? I have zero nerves about him. So. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. have nerves. I'm just saying that his role slash storyline mm. i think is gonna determine like, what happens i feel like what they do with baby yoda is gonna make or break season two of the mandalorian like oh it, really yeah because I, I i just feel like something's gonna be evolved with him beyond what we know and that's either gonna really bother people or i feel like that's gonna be the thing whatever, whatever they do with baby yoda things gonna make or break Mando. what if he goes away season like episode one <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, whatever. But I mean, I still think Mando's going to be great. I, I don't think it's like, sure, I just sure. mean, that's going to be the one thing that people are going to be like, hmm. But um, yeah, I agree. But that, that quote about him saying, you know, uh, here's a quote. The saber is a key to Moff Gideon's past, which possibly has a lot to do with where he comes from and his desire to build yeah. a planet and bring it back together. That sounds like Mandalore, like 100%. Yeah, so he's it's given like, so many details in these interviews. Disney's probably like, I know. Oh, but the, que- the question is like, does he think that's such a deep cut that fans wouldn't know exactly what that is? Like, so is he thinking he's giving breadcrumbs, but he's smacking us in the face with the whole roll <laughs> loaf, just like <laughs> bang, right over the head? You know what I mean? Like here, batter up, bing, just bread, bread you know, flying you know, everywhere. It's fair. It's fair because we talked we talked about this guy last week and he would say a statement that was like really deep and you're like, dang, he gets it. And then the next statement would be like, does he know Star Wars at all? Yeah, right. <laughs> so it was like kind of back and forth. 
Um, I, I could see this being, you know, both. I could see it both ways. I, I do think he is talking about Mandalore. I do think he alludes to the fact that he's Mandalorian, but I also think that even without knowing star Wars, just, just within the show context itself, him giving that away, I, I mean, or him saying that, I don't, I think that's pretty obvious that he might be alluding to, I, I mean, I mean, okay, maybe not. Maybe the average person doesn't know that that sword has to do with Mandalore at all. Would there be anything more? But we do because we know of Rebels and Tar Vizsla and all that other stuff. Would there be anything more um, samurai slash Western than like the jilted outcast coming back to claim what's his and like mm. rolling back into town with his black hat on? He's like, I'm coming back for what's mine. I got screwed out of this or screwed out of that. Like if, the, if he's a Mandalorian, that makes a lot of sense. Um, the only cowboy thing, in all black. Yeah, like why does yeah. he know Din Djarin by name? Like why does he know so much about that guy? Like why would he be mm-hmm. so vested in this guy who nobody really knew who he well, was? Well, he knew, he knew all three of them though. Fair to be fair, but they, I think they were more known for you know she was a shock trooper with the rebellion, and you know she yeah. may have been known for that. Grief Karga is like I'm Grief Karga. I run this whole bounty guild, and everyone knows who I am. Mandalorians <laughs> like they just called Mandalorian. They didn't know who this guy was. So that's that's interesting to me. Uh but the 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 thing again that makes me wonder like why is he so obsessed with uh, the baby Yoda thing? So that's really the thing that I think is John Favreau's little tool to confuse everybody. He can take baby baby Yoda and literally shift it around in the story to just twist our brains in knots. Like if you take baby Yoda out of this, we can probably put the pieces of the puzzle together. But because mm-hmm. he's right in the dead center of this thing, it just blows it all up and we don't know what's going on. But um, I, I, either way, this guy is just, he can do no wrong, can say no wrong. I feel like every time he does an interview, it's its similar because it's these Zoom calls and he's very happy and he's fired up. <laughs> and it's just like the cherry on his Sunday that he got nominated for an Emmy, not even just for this, for also Better Call Saul. Like he's like, yeah, two Emmys now, nominations. Living like this life. guy's <laughs> having a hell of a pandemic. Better than most people. <laughs> so good for him. Yeah, I I I really loved these comments because it it gave me the hope of Moff Gideon um and his having a history with with Mandalore that I really like because the way he's phrasing it it makes me think of um you know the the Mandalorians who've broken away from like maybe that exact allegiance of of Mandalorian, sure, you know what I mean? Sure. Death Watch is one for instance, the Maldalorians like they kind of took his side and uh and kind of right. you know turned against other Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Um you also have like uh Gar Saxon and who was Mandalorian but like pro empire and sided with the empire and you had all those like Mandalorians and all white uh, like stormtrooper style Mandalorians with jetpack. The Bo-Kata- well, they jetpacks, Bo-Katan but. rumors that Katie Sackhoff's going to be in the show. Yeah, yeah, and so like I, I like all that idea that there are these Mandalorians that sided with the Empire, and they, you know, it's like, hey, I have the dark saber and I rule Mandalore. Give me the power or the and the access I need with the Empire to to do what I need to do or whatever. I don't know. It's just it's all so cool. I love it. And uh, if if I mean, nobody here is worried about Mandalorian season two, but if anybody needs anything extra, this show just got nominated for 15 Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> so including I best mean, drama series. Yeah. Uh, so Which like is not a lot. Win, but... 
I mean, a it's lot. so cool think, to be nominated. Oh, a, yeah, but the fact that it's called the drama series is kind of crazy. Yeah. What do you do? Do you, do you have a <laughs> vote for who's going to win? If I mean, I'm a big fan of that show, Succession. So I assume that's mm-hmm. nominated. I don't even check. I mean, Stranger Things is so. I think season three was so good. Um, imagine they retcon. Really? I think that's the one that most people like say get get that out of there. I love Stranger Things um, so much. Th- this obviously is not real realistic at all. But imagine they somehow retcon Maul's death again, and he pops up in the <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> so like he didn't slice him completely. Okay, he's still yeah. yeah. He comes back, but his um, legs are even higher. Yeah, his, he has more I mean, robot. He's like he Robocop just, in that re that yeah. uh, Joel Kinnaman reboot they did, where he's just like. I mean, we did see the guy. Yeah. <laughs> we did see the guy get cut in half and fall down a pit and make it. The neck, the his actual death was like. Yeah, I don't know, like knocked out, sort of. Yeah, and now Ken- Kenobi's happened, ghost but... pops up. He's like, "Come on, yeah. will this guy die already?" <laughs> Jeez, yeah, I'm dead for five years. Um, uh last thing real quick do you guys want to talk anything about the the tales from the galaxy's edge story the vr experience uh john i so i watched the video um mm-hmm. i i think it's cool um i don't have the oculus or anything like that i know it's pretty expensive but people have said there's like like different bootleg versions of it you can get or something i don't know if it's i might com- have to bring one home compatible. from work and we can do it Oh, all right. That's cool. I would like to check that out. Maybe we could do a video for uh, the channel or something. But did I call it wrong? It's Oculus, right? Yeah, it's Oculus. Yeah. So I know you got Deborah Wilson, who uh, was already in Jedi Fallen Order. Um, She's, you know, from Mad TV fame. And then you have Bobby Moynihan, who uh, is from SNL. So you got these like sketch comedy people. And Resistance. And yeah, he was in Resistance. Right. Both Star Wars alum. Both Star Wars alum, both <laughs> sketch comedy alum back in here doing mm-hmm. this. But what I thought was funny about the video is like, I feel like Deborah, like Bobby Moynihan is like him and Seth Rogen are blending into the same person for me. They're both growing more and more facial hair. They're both way more relaxed in how they're speaking. And they're both yeah. becoming like, if they did a buddy cop movie and it was Bobby Moynihan and Seth Rogen. I would 100% believe that rumor if they were like, they're making this movie and these two guys are together. But then you flip around and you go to Deborah Wilson and she is talking like she's in character. She's like so on what she's talking about. So I thought that was pretty cool. But I I think this will be an interesting thing. It's just I can't get excited for stuff like this when I know in my brain there's like a 90% chance I'm never going to be able to do it or do it. Mm -hmm. If I knew like... I'm going to have an Oculus and try this thing. I'll be more excited about it. You're going to have one and you can do it. I am? Yeah, I can get one. Well, use one. Yeah. All right. Then, I'm, then I'll be more excited to, to try it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lacey, what do you think about um, the fact that it takes place between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker? Are you interested at all like in the story? So that really stuck out to me in that first part where they said that. Um, because mm-hmm. as we know, there's a big kind of gap content wise where you're like well mm-hmm. we know a couple things happen here but what really happened here uh i think it's cool the only thing is obviously it doesn't have ray or kylo in it right it doesn't really have any of it, our characters in it we don't, we don't know, know. Yeah. they oh. said that certain iconic star wars characters are going to show up mm. and we do know that at galaxy's edge at this time um 
Leia is likely there because the uh, Tantive 4 is there. Poe might be there because Black 1 is there. Uh, we know that Ray and Chewbacca are both there because they come out and talk to people. So, so what I do there. like about Hondo yeah. Well, so what I iconic. so what I do like about that is that right now, currently with Galaxy's Edge, there's a lot of pieces, but there isn't the story of why those pieces exist. Like why mm-hmm. are these ships here? Why are why is mm-hmm. this thing here? And you could read about it, and you can go and experience. Which unfortunately I haven't been yet. I was planning to go, and hey, 2020. Um, so there's like all these different pieces, and unless you're there, you can't really experience it, and you can't really put all these pieces together. Whereas this one piece of content, you can do all of those things and also be there. Because I feel like originally when they pitched Galaxy's Edge as the theme park at D23 when I w- it was 2017 when they started talking about it and they showed the whole park and they talked about what the different parts were and how you'd be part of the story and all these other things. From what I see when you're there, and again, I haven't been there, you're not really part of the story. There's things going on around you, but you're not in a story, which was what the original plan was that they then cut. This allows you to do that. But my question is, is that really experiencing it rather than being in the park and experiencing it? Probably not. Yeah. But I love the idea of being able to jump into Star Wars from anywhere and it allows it that anyone can do it. Obviously, there's a little bit of a price tag on that, but the hope is that... It's still going to be on YouTube and other things like that, too. I I just like the idea that they're continuing to grow the story of Galaxy's Edge, make more content, create new characters, um, and then we could just learn more about the time period of Star Wars outside of the movies. I would yeah. laugh if, like, the very end of the virtual reality experience is like a cliffhanger. I'd be like, find out what happens by buying this five day pass to the Galactic Cruiser Hotel. <laughs> yeah. Come on down to Disney World. Oh, <laughs> Insert geez. your credit card um, now. It's like, oh. Yeah, I uh, just, my thoughts on this quick because we're up on release? time, but like, quickly? Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's like this year. It's somewhat soon. I have yeah, to plan I think accordingly. um i like the idea of being able to explore stuff that's outside of the park so there's going to be ways to get to other areas of of galaxy's edge so even though i've been there i can walk through it and then also go to other parts too cool that's neat um i don't think the story is going to be anything substantial to the bigger story um even though the books and stuff aren't really either i feel like this is even minor really really minor almost like a children's book kind of side story mm-hmm. um the the thing i thought would, that was weird about this video is the fact that it was filmed like at home like the production yes. value was gone they just had to use a lot of like zoom in like you know you zoom stuff and bobby moynihan just like the way he delivers all of his lines like it was so funny because he'd be like yeah we're gonna have a lot of different things like uh stories of like dipping cookies in milk and then it'd cut to him be like yeah one time i <laughs> dipped some cookies in my milk like, he did this like turn to the camera like every time like he thinks what he just said was the funniest thing yeah um but i don't know yeah I, i'm interested in it um i'll probably check it out when it hits uh the old youtube or something so it is what it is um Hey, Lacey, let's get to the, uh, that's it for the resistance report. Let's get to the Patreon pod race. All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. 
So there are a lot of ways you can support us. You can like, comment, subscribe on this video, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all different types of podcast apps. You can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. Or if you want more content, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at $2 a month, you can get extra mini episodes from us, polls, mailings, Discord chats, and much more. So first, I want to kick this off by thanking our generals of the resistance, our top tier, which would be thank you to Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany, Russ Harbison, and Kendall Gelnar. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for your support. Uh, This week... The point of this segment, which I haven't gotten to yet, is that we allow them to be a part of the show, as in the generals. We ask them a question, they give us their answer, and we talk about it a little bit. So this week, we're heading over to Espana, to General Mello, and his question was, you know, breweries are all the rage as as of late. Well, kind of. (laughs) Uh, If you created a Star Wars-themed brewery, what would you call it, what would the theme be, and what would the name of your beer's what would you name your beers? One of your beers. Slaughtered that. One of your beers. Uh, Mello, take it away. Hello, guys. Ingredients from España. I feel targeted by this question. But I'm so happy to answer. If I had a Star Wars bar, why would I call it, well, a brewery? First, I, I had two names. The first one will be a Beer de la Resistance. Or my favorite is Cardiff Bill. You know, being from Florida, I had to you know pay my honors to to Margarita Bill. Uh, I actually wish that I could send this video next week because that will, my next creation will be uh, ready to go, which is a passion fruit mango uh, wheat beer. But um, I'll tell you guys next week how I went. Well, that's all I have. Ooh, one more thing. We'll be serving pork. We'll find it and we'll serve it. That's all I have. Be well, our resistance. All right, Mello. First of all, how dare you uh, roast porgs in your brewery? I will not stand mm. for this. Uh, John, what did you think? <laughs> well, first off, um, I loved Mello. Uh, he did this when he first got to Spain and he just did it again recently where he goes to the beach and he writes TRB in the sands. <laughs> so I feel like I go to Spain in that way because I've yeah. never been. So I think that's so cool. And then we retweet it and we look cool because uh, he did it. So thanks, Melo, for that. Um, Take a video worldwide. so we can put like meditating, like nice casual music <laughs> yeah. underneath it. Yeah. Or like put a message in the bottle that just says TRB or something and throw it in the ocean and see who gets it. <laughs> Like someone's on an island, and they're like R B A T S W N A. Yeah, T R B. What does it mean? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, beer de la resistance. I like. Um, I think that's cool. Um, you look like you're really chilling, man. We're chilling. We're in the, we're in yeah. the shades. You're outside. Uh, actually, did it during the day this time. So good for you. Not <laughs> whispering. They're being like, "Hey guys." Right. Hey, it's Mello. Viva la resistance. <laughs> Um, the kids are asleep. No, but <laughs> Mello, you uh, you're the man. Um, I knew you you've been brewing your own beer, so I wanted to pitch this to you, and uh, I liked your ideas. And roast pork, sign me up. I'll I'll eat some of that. 
Um, he has me, a passion fruit one coming up next week. Yeah, right. And um, me and Jonas, uh, we'll get together and eat some porg, uh, hopefully with you one day. But um, <laughs> I think you are our longest running general. So as always, thank you for all of your support. I hope you and your family are doing well over there in Spain. I hope you guys are doing better than some of uh, our regions are doing over here in the U.S. with this mm. pandemic thing. But thanks again for all your support. And I hope to see you sooner than later. And uh, you're the man. Thanks, buddy. James? Um, not much to add to that. I always love a good pun. So, uh, you know, that was fun to hear. I love those. Um, and, uh, I don't know, love the shirt, love the glasses, love everything about you, Mello. Keep up, keep it up. Thank you for all the support. You're awesome, man. All right. Thanks, Mello. We appreciate your support. Now we're going to head to Lacey for resistance transmissions. You don't think we'd be so... Thanks, Lacey. Oh, God. <laughs> It's time for Resistance Transmissions. All right. Thanks, R2. <laughs> All right. Guys, the way this works is every week on Twitter at RBATSWNN, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation, and you guys give your answers. And I've never read the, the scenario. Uh, my brain is still not turned on. Um... And I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so I'm going to read it live. All right. So the scenario is there are rumors Han and Chewie are coming back on Disney Plus, but that's not an, that's not good enough for Han. So he and Chewie are heading to Lucasfilm to pitch his return. What does Han say to Disney slash Lucasfilm to convince them to bring him back? Hashtag make Solo 2 happen. Mm-hmm. First up is Adam Odal at Odal Adam, who says... Han, leaning in closer. Let us have it. It's not wise to upset a Wookiee. Kathleen, mm. which I'm assuming is Kathleen Kennedy. But no one worries about upsetting an actor. Han, that's because an <laughs> actor don't pull people's arms out of their sockets when they lose. Wookiees are known to do that. Kathleen, make Solo 2 happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That is good. Got it. All right. Up next is Mark at the kind of vacants. And Mark says, Han, listen, if you don't make Solo 2 happen, we're going to have to start a hashtag campaign. What did you want to call it, Chewy? Chewy. Han, what? All right. Well, we're going to need a better one because I ain't saying that every time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Next up is Trevor at Spin Up the FTL, and he said all he needs to do is, and it's a picture of Han doing the... The shrug. Yeah. Yeah. Oop. Next up is Danny at Chibigon89, and Danny said, listen, I'm putting together a crew. No, I'm telling you, it's going to be great. When I have, when have I steered you wrong? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like it. Next up is at Ion Cannon, at Ion Cannon, and they said, Bob Iger, good to see you. Your name is old, Solo. There's no one in Hollywood you you haven't swindled. Boys, are you both going to get what I promised you? Have I ever not delivered to you before? Twice. What was the second time? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Next up is Stephen Patrick Helm at Steve Steve O Says Stuff. And he said, Han, look, Disney, I'll earn you triple. You're throwing away a fortune here. Don't be a fool. Hashtag make Solo 2 happen. Nice. Nice. That is a good one. Next is Matt Chitty at Matt F. Chitty. And Matt said, Han, 
So Chewy here tells me you're looking for solo ideas, or for show ideas. Bob Iger, yes, indeed, if it's a fast pitch. Han, fast pitch? Haven't you... (laughs) Haven't you been using the volume? It's the technology that switches sets in 1,800 seconds. Bob Iger, <laughs> I'm in. Han, you've been looking in Alderaan places. Uh, <laughs> I like that? If it's a fast pitch, I like that. Uh, it's like a fast pitch. And then last but not least is Star Wars Toy Stories at SW Toy Stories who said, up, Hey, it's me, smirk face. Nice. Hey, it's me. It's me. Love it. Guys, thank you Good so one. much. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, and you can make it on the show. Just look for the scenario. Back to you, John. Thank you all for joining us here in the Resistance base, being a part of the Resistance. Make sure you do subscribe to us because we have two episodes a week. So uh, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to us and spread the word. Tell a friend. Share it with a friend. That's how we grow. Appreciate that. Um, make sure you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news. Teespring.com slash stores slash resistance broadcast for all of our swag. None of us are wearing any of it today, but it's there, <laughs> I promise you. Um, Laundry day is a very dangerous day. <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at Star Wars NewsNet. James? Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Giller. And Lacey. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at Lazy Gillerin. All right. Uh, and that will do it for us here. We'll be back on Thursday where we'll be joined by a special guest, uh, actor, director, YouTuber, extraordinaire, lifelong Star Wars fan, Stephen Ford will be joining us. Uh, so look forward to uh, chatting with him. And he's a big solo fan. So a little hint for you on what we may be talking about. But until then, enjoy your week. Stay safe, stay healthy. And we'll see you on the Resistance broadcast Thursday morning. We'll see you around, kids. <laughs>